It is Mosley and Simcox with you until 2 o'clock when J-Mo himself, the John Morris Show, comes on. The second leg of the three one-hour shows that we offer here at ESPN Central Texas and the anchor leg. One of the faster guys to ever come from McLennan County. Oh, man, right down the road at Conley High School. His name is Tom Barfield. That happens every day from 4 to 6. You can get a little uh, Tommy time, we like to call it. But uh, right now, it's Mosley and Simcox time. And I want to wish everybody happy Inauguration Day. And I get it. Some folks are like, ah, it's not not what I wanted. And I get it, man. I understand. This is, uh, it's been a rough go for our country. And uh, we shall see kind of what uh, what lies ahead uh, for the uh, for our nation. But uh, interesting to uh, I couldn't help but think, Stephen, as I was watching some of that today, I was watching it while doing some uh, some rehab work, some physical therapy and uh, for my neck, my broken neck coming back, coming back from it. And um it was a cool scene. I mean, obviously, a lot fewer people there because of all this tight security and all. But uh, uh, the way they had set that up and, and uh, where it was located, and it did cross my mind what that area looked like only two weeks ago today and what how weird that was, Stephen, as we were coming on the air that day. And you said to me, man, it looks like the crowd's getting a little restless there and, and – uh, Obviously, we know what happened, but uh, our country did have a peaceful transition of power today, and uh, I think we can, um, I think while I get it that a lot of our listeners might not be pleased on who it's transitioned to, um, I think we can all uh, take pride in the fact that it happened uh, without violence, and it uh, it did take place, and it was good to see some of our uh, former presidents from both sides of the aisle gather there together, and then uh, now former Vice President uh, Pence was there. Stephen, I had buddies, uh, and I won't name names, but I had buddies um, that even until like two days ago were convinced that this was not, today's inauguration was not going to happen. Like I, it, it just yeah. I, I, I saw some people on Facebook that were still uh, still holding yeah. out some hope there that things wouldn't go down know. today. I don't know if they were going to try to push it back somehow. I'm not exactly sure what all that was was about. But uh, uh, again, Stephen, <laughs> maybe some folks that you hear from later today. But uh, it is the Mosley and Simcox extravaganza. <laughs> we do uh, we do it every day. From 1 to 2 o'clock, and we kind of tee it up. We do the best we can. We kind of set the table for the rest of the afternoon and then kind of let everybody do their thing. Stephen, are you, uh, I did want to say and tell people, Fran Fraschilla, the man who lit a fire under Mark Vidal, the Baylor forward, I don't know what you call him, small forward, power forward. I mean, he kind of does it all. He's a monster player. Stephen, kind of cool thing. Fran Fraschilla is doing a podcast as we speak with uh, Everyday John. All right. Uh, Chamwa Chachua. Uh, 
Is that right? Chamwa Chachua. Yeah, you got it right. Johnson Chamwa Chachua. Mm-hmm. Chachua, yep. And uh, and so that'll be kind of cool. We'll, after he's finished with that, uh, we just thought it'd be a good day to get uh, Fran on. He can kind of tell us about his conversation with Everyday John. Fran is the number one analyst in the Big 12 when it comes to TV. Um and uh, ESPN, and I know they try to float Billis in and all these other people, but uh, Fran is, uh, man, he's that's as good as it gets. And then today, one of the premier play-by-play guys in the country will join another premier play-by-play man. Uh, it'll be Dan Schulman. Stephen, do I have that right? Is that at one? Is that at two forty today? Yes, Dan, right. Yeah, Dan Schulman at uh, at two forty today on the JMO show. He's great. Dan Schulman is uh, excellent, longtime baseball voice at ESPN and just a really, really good uh, play-by-play man. In fact, I think recently went into the perhaps the Canadian Broadcasting Hall of Fame. I think he is from Canada, but Dan Schulman is really, really good. And so we'll have Fran on at 140 and then uh, Schulman on at 240. So that's a... That's a pretty good team right there. Pretty good lineup when we get some of these national names on here at ESPN Central Texas. And again, Fran will be on with us at 140. Stephen, are you how are you feeling and how are our people feeling? You can text in 254-662-1660. Are you taking the threat of the Eagles seriously? Uh, do you think there's any chance the Cowboys could lose Kellen Moore, or do you think it's more of a, a rival playing some games, trying to get under Jerry's skin a little bit? Um, maybe a little bit of both. Maybe the Eagles actually trying to learn and, and, and want to get to know some of the bright young minds in the NFL. It is interesting, Stephen. I think sometimes – we see one of these searches go on and on, and the more people we see, the more unwieldy it seems. And it's like you kind of start thinking, do they not have a great feel for what they're doing? Do they not, do they just, do they not have much focus on this? Because the Cowboys, for instance, I think they may have talked to Marvin Lewis. They talked to Mike McCarthy, and it was pretty much done. I think they did reach out at one point to see, you know, before even the season was over, perhaps, to see about Lincoln Riley, and Lincoln was not interested. Um, are Cowboys fans worried about losing Kellen Moore? And, uh, Stephen, did you like, had a couple of tweets. You've had some good tweets here recently. I didn't know if you saw the one yesterday. Um, gosh, now now I did another one, uh, kind of a, kind of a, a, a political joke. My wife gets so nervous. I think the political joke I made, Stephen, was very innocent. So I don't think anyone on either side could get too mad. Like if anyone gets mad at it, it's it's kind of on them. So my latest my latest joke, Stephen, on Twitter. Oh goodness, not that I ever look at this, Stephen, but approaching 1,000 likes. Um, weird to see Trump pardon Mike McCarthy's first season in Dallas. <laughs> I did see that. I, okay. The one I liked better was uh, maybe the Cowboys should have the Eagles interview Mike McCarthy instead. 
Oh, here's that one. Okay, okay, you like that. That did not get as much traction, but you like that one. Okay, I like that. Uh, Cowboys should ask the Eagles if they might prefer interviewing Mike McCarthy. <laughs> so that I, I now we're having fun, and boy, people every once in a while, Stephen, there was a coach out there on Twitter who said. That's a horrible tweet. That's mean. I'm like, no, no. I try never to be mean spirited. Just out here He's having some NFL fun. Coach. Come on. Golly. But um, if I think that's something we should ask right now. Is and of course we got the Big Twelve basketball report brought to you by NeighborWorks Waco coming up next. That'll happen at 1:20. If you had to choose right now between. Mike McCarthy as your head coach, continuing on as your head coach, or going ahead and, and getting a head start and, and Kellen Moore becoming your head coach, what direction would you go? All right, you can text us, 254-662-1660. You can also call us on that. That's the text line, and that's also a call line. Stephen, what do we – I mean, we just – that's kind of the – that's it. I mean, that's it. That's that's the big that's kind of the major way our folks get to us there. And as I've been informed lately, Stephen, people during our show, this is when they're taking their lunch break. They're out there right now. They're all pulled over the side of the road. We don't want you texting and driving. And they're listening to the Mosley and Simcox uh, show every day at this time at one o'clock. Would you prefer? A young Kellen Moore at the tender age of, let's call him 33, okay? He's 33, 34. He's right in there. Would you prefer him or would you prefer Mike McCarthy at the age of 57, 58? I don't think age is the big question. As much as McCarthy certainly brings much more experience, while Kellen brings that youthful exuberance and it does seem like anybody attached to, like, even if they're, like, kind of the same age or if they ever shook hands with Sean McVay, that's what people want. They want, they want, like, a Sean McVay type, young, exciting, offensive-minded, and some people think Kellen Moore is that guy. Stephen, we'll go to the text line. First, I want to get your take. If you had to make the choice right now, you either you you're going to lose Kellen if you don't make him head coach, okay? Or you could keep. Uh, but would you do that? Would you go ahead and stay with McCarthy, or would you make the decision to go with Kellen Moore? Are you already there? This is a really good question. Uh, I would, I would go ahead and roll the dice with Kellen Moore. Um, and here's why I know Mike McCarthy had a lot of adversity during this season. Obviously, you know, you lose your quarterback, um, didn't have an off season. We can go down the list of things that went against him, but even when Dak was healthy, I mean, this was a team that was disappointing. They were one in three going into that giants game when he had the ankle injury. And I feel like we saw other first year head coaches, in the NFC East that had less to work with and Ron Rivera and Joe judge. And did they have incredible seasons? No, they didn't, but they won more games. The giants won the same amount of games. The giants split that series with Dallas. 
the Washington football team swept Dallas. And they had, you know, they had quarterback injuries as well. They had players out and were still able to find a way to kind of rally and be in the mix towards the end of the season. The Cowboys were in the mix, but their most important game of the year, they lost. They put themselves in a position where they didn't even have control of their own destiny late in the year. And I think Kellen is an innovative offensive mind, which is the most important thing in this league now because people score points just at will. And uh, yeah, I, I'd go ahead and roll the dice with, with Kellen Moore. And I, you know, I'd say thanks to Mike McCarthy for coming in and, and doing his job for a year. But if, if it, if it, the choice was Kellen Moore or Mike McCarthy, I'd take Kellen Moore. Yeah. I mean, for excitement's sake, I would, I would tend to want to do the same thing. Although I don't think I'm as sold on Kellen as you are. And, and so it would be a, a little bit of a tough decision for me. In fact, I, you know, I think if logic took over my decision making, which it rarely does, I think that um, I would, uh, I, I might lean toward keeping Mike McCarthy if I had to make that choice. All right, the text line is 254-662-1660. Stephen, what are our people? How are they kind of weighing in on this? Yeah, TJ says uh, he doesn't care about Kellen Moore. He doesn't feel like he's shown anything. If the Eagles want him, he can go. Um, we got another 254 texter that said they would keep Mike McCarthy. His uh, tenure in Green Bay, those teams also struggled, but they improved quickly. Um, Dave and Belton said he would keep Mike McCarthy because of his, his experience as a head coach. And Greg in Waco says he would go with Kellen Moore. He was impressed with the job that Moore did uh, getting that offense going after Dak Prescott went down. Good to hear our people out there responding. I mean, just boom, 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 they snap. It's like throwing chum out there, man. You know, Stephen, you ever done that? You ever gone fishing and you just throw some stuff out there, some liver or something? Junior dad ever do that? And they just, yeah, just, they just all come right down there. Boom, 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 boom. I like that. I love hearing from our folks. I'm not comparing them to, like, catfish. Sounds like I am. I love our folks. Steve, did you ever use some stink bait, anything like that? It's amazing what you can use. Boy, I think out at uh, Kaufman City Lake one time, we threw some, I saw somebody out there throwing some liver or something in there. Those fish would come rolling up there. I always kind of like, I always thought those lures that you could get at the fishing shows, they, it looked fun. I don't ever think they really worked that well. You know what I'm talking about? The real bright, colorful lures that you could get. And you get out there with them on the lake, Cedar Creek, wherever you wanted to fish. Where's the be- what's the best fishing lake in Central Texas, Stephen? Like if you and your dad were going to go get on the lake, or you and your mom, where would you go? Is there any? You got, you'd probably go to a tank or pond out there at McGregor. But what's the, best, what's the best fishing lake? I would think there's some pretty decent fish up Hillsborough direction. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to defer to our people. Like in McGregor, there's a little creek by Amsler Park, which is where we would go. Uh, and it was pretty easy to catch fish out there. But I, I'm not sure, you know, Waco area and kind of north of Waco, what, what the best fishing hole would be. <laughs> Your dad was putting fish on the hook already. Yeah. <laughs> Son, you caught one. Look at that. Just throwing them back. <laughs> I tell you, man, that's at Lake Waco. Uh pretty out there it really is i just can't remember i remember going out there spend a little time out there by the lake 
I just don't have a great memory of there being a lot of fish out there. But uh, but those were some good times, good times. All right, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Stephen, anybody coming in with some good answers on that? Best fishing holes in Central Texas? We need to keep our eye on that um, because I uh, I may I may I don't, I need to get out. I just haven't fished in a while. Today would be a really good. I think the weather the weather is right today. A little misty, a little. I I, I actually think days like today are pretty good fishing days. Well, nothing yet on the fishing uh, front, but we'll keep it out there. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Let us all right, know all right, where me fun. and Matt need to go fish soon. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll get. I think you would have to head up toward not Possum Kingdom. What am I thinking of? There's a, there's a resort there that has a ooh has some pretty uh, anyway. All right, it is the uh, it's it's Mosley and Simcox on a Wednesday, flying through the day, and that's now time. Brought to you by NeighborWorks Waco, the Big Twelve Basketball Report. We do it every Wednesday. We do it next. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Once again, umbrella needed today, as we'll see mostly cloudy skies with a 40% chance of on and off rain throughout Central Texas. Highs top out at 53 degrees. Mostly cloudy tonight, just a 20% chance of a passing shower. We drop to 49, and tomorrow mostly cloudy skies with a 40% chance of showers. It's going to be a little bit warmer with a high of 64. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.36 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time. Tom Barfield will be a head coach of the NFL. And I don't want to be. Those are your four options. Which one is more appeasing to you? Off the top of my head yeah, without doing any top. research, Houston. Houston. You know why? Why? I got a heck of a good quarterback. I could start my build with the quarter. I'm going to go in there and fix him. We're going to make it right. We're going to love this thing out. And we're going to get Deshaun Watson smiling again about being in the city of Houston. And then we're going to go to work. Where are you going? I think I want to take the Chargers. Game time. Weekdays, 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense, plus to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family. Call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. 
So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Jesse Brett Automotive. Philip Rivers is retiring from football, ending his 17-year career. Rivers spent his past season with the Indianapolis Colts after 16 years with the Los Angeles Chargers. Rivers, 39, ranks fifth in NFL history with 63,440 passing yards, behind only Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Brett Favre. The eight-time Pro Bowler is also fifth in the league in history with 421 touchdown passes. Outfielder George Springer and Toronto Blue Jays have come to an agreement. Six years, $150 million. The Timcats got an overtime win over Ellison last night in 12 6A, 42 to 40. That puts Temple in a tie for second place in district, sitting at 7 and 2. Tonight, the number nine Lady Bears are back in action at Oklahoma State. Tip is at 6:30, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Wednesday, 23 after 1. Here we go. We're rolling. Uh, we've got about 15 minutes before uh, Fran Fraschilla will join us, the uh, noted ESPN analyst. And, uh, boy, he lit a fire under Mark Vidal recently. And uh, we'll call him in about 15 minutes, and we'll, uh, we'll, have, some, we'll have some good times with him. He is... Uh, He's right now doing a podcast, I believe, with uh, Jonathan Chamwa Chachua, the uh, the Baylor power forward who has uh, really taken the world by storm. Also plays the center position, plays the five as well. And love the other night, I showed some. Uh, I saw a replay, Stephen, and um, in in Chachua did a great job, even against, like, Marcus Garrett, who should be quicker than him, right, for Kansas? I mean, Marcus Garrett's supposed to be a great player. 
and he just cut him off. Like, Garrett couldn't get around him off the dribble. I mean, I was really, really impressed. All right, Stephen, what do we have? It's time. It's time for the Big 12 Basketball Report, sir. It's time for our weekly Big 12 Basketball Report on the Matt Mosley Show, brought to you by NeighborWorks Waco. Have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? NeighborWorks Waco assists Central Texans in the home buying process. Learn more at nw-waco.org. All right. Love the Big 12 Basketball Report. And uh, we go all around the Big 12. Excited. The Lady Bears are back in action at... uh, Oklahoma State tonight. Of course, you always hear the action right here on ESPN Central Texas. Be fun to get Kim back. Kim had some interesting uh, comments. She always does. Kim uh, speaks her mind. Not every, I don't think everybody always wants her to speak her mind, but she does. We love her. We love her because of it. And uh, she feels like maybe we're pressing on with some of these games in order to get the March Madness, the men's tournament played. I don't know. There may be something to that. I mean, I'd like to think that, uh, you know, I, I think the country does. I mean, we hated not having it last year. That was, you know, horrible. I enjoyed the uh, the NBA playoffs in the bubble. That was fun. I mean, it really did end up being great viewing. And, um, and I really hope we are able to get in a bubble and get the tournament done this year. But I want the women's tournament as well. I, I, I don't want to make this about, oh, the women have to try to play to somehow – uh, keep them in. I, I don't, you know, I hate, I, I would hate to think. I'm not saying Kim, I, you know, she maybe she's on to something a little bit, but uh, I, I, I want our women to be able to go uh, do that as well and compete. And, Stephen, I will say, I think, it, I, I, I always hate it when the Lady Bears lose. It's so rare that they do. And that home streak uh, recently, uh, uh, that conference home streak was just uh, insane. I mean, these numbers are just huge. But um, I don't think it's the worst thing to have a team or two in the Big 12 that, that kind of pushes you a little bit. And uh, it seems like the, the, the Lady Cyclones, um, Stephen, have, uh, have begun to do that a little bit. Did it uh, uh, had an interesting uh, kind of the end of the regular season last year mm-hmm. and, uh, and then did it the other night. And, and that is a uh, – I think it's it, – it, Caitlin Bickle – uh, Lady Bears have a couple of players that are still out, uh, a couple of bench players that are really uh, nice players that are out on protocols. And uh, so hopefully they'll get them back soon. But, uh, I, Stephen, I would say you got to hand it to, I mean, I, for the longest time, Baylor has just been so dominant, much like UConn has been in their conference. And it is incre- extremely rare for the Lady Bears to get knocked off. And I would have to say, the uh, the young the young women from uh, from Iowa State have uh, they've brought something. Yeah, now two in a row against Baylor, which is super rare. Uh, of course, you know that was the end of last season, and then the game this year and the practice time was obviously a huge impact in that game or the lack of practice time for the Lady Bears. But Ashley Jones for Iowa State, really good player. They've only lost one conference game so far this year, uh, and I do feel like I mean. I know Coach Mulkey has has done an amazing job, and she probably enjoys beating people handily, you know, week in and week out. But for a while there, like Oklahoma pushed them. You know, Texas had their moments where they kind of pushed them early on in, in Kim Mulkey's tenure. Texas Tech was sort of the, the standard for the conference at one time. And it's been a while since 
there's been a rivalry or someone who can really go toe-to-toe with the Lady Bears year in, year in and year out. So if that does end up being Iowa State, I think that's a good thing because, the honestly, the league, um, the depth has just kind of suffered. They don't get nearly as many teams in the tournament because uh, Baylor's been so dominant. That's not their fault. It's just on the other teams in the league to get better and start competing with them. All right, NeighborWorks Waco, we love it. They sponsor this weekly segment, the Big 12 Basketball Report. We look at a lot of different areas in the Big 12. NW-Waco.org is how you find them. They're 922 Franklin is where that office space is. And I just love NeighborWorks. I mean, they've been doing some unbelievable things. Uh, for the citizens of Waco for a lot of years. And if you're someone out there, it's like, golly, I wish I could afford a house, or I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that. I don't know if I'll ever save up enough money to do that. They, they're, just, they're there for you. They, uh, they help people just like you get this going. And I just uh, I love what they've done over the years. And Roy Nash, uh, CEO of NeighborWorks, does an incredible job. All right, uh, Stephen, the uh, Big 12, I understand uh, last night, uh, there was a game, and so many of these things are getting postponed. Sooners, I don't know what to make the Sooners. They've had some players out. they got a couple of decent players. Um, Reeves, pretty decent player, transferred in there. And uh, he, Austin Reeves, Manic, is, it can be good. He's been out a little bit lately. They had a transfer from UNT that'll shoot. I mean, he just loves to shoot the ball. Some nights they look pretty good. And uh, the Sooners beat K-State 76-50 to last night. Now, uh, Sooners now 8-4, 4-3 and and of the Big 12. Decent team. K-State under Weber, really, really bad. I mean, that, that, that's uh, – you don't normally – in the Big 12, most teams are competitive. This team is barely competitive this year. And Weber does a nice job. I mean, they're just a couple of years removed from uh, having a share of the, uh, the Big 12 title with Texas Tech. And so really, really strange to see K-State, you know, have have that much uh, trouble. Now, Stephen, I think of much interest to, to Baylor and Baylor fans is Oklahoma State. We're watching this to see they've been shooting in the gym individually. Can they get back to practice this week? And will they be able to play Baylor on Saturday? That game is scheduled for, that's a 1 p.m. tip, and I believe that's scheduled for CBS uh, when I when I was uh, looking at that here just the last few days, we're just hoping that game gets played again. Oklahoma State had to push pause on their season, like a lot of people have, because of some COVID related uh, related issues with their staff. We'll see if they can get back. And I, I saw some of the comments from Coach Boynton, and thought was, "Hey, this is going to be a challenge, and yeah, it's going to be tough since we hadn't had a lot of practices, but you know we." We think we can compete, and it's a chance to go up against one of the greatest teams in college basketball. Stephen, I always think teams like Tech, Oklahoma State, I would say Oklahoma State is actually more athletic than Tech. I think Tech may be the better team um, overall, and, and, and i got to give the edge to Coach Beard, but I love, I, I really like Boynton and where he's got this program headed. And so uh, Cade Cunningham, the phenom, the freshman phenom. I mean, that's going to be that'll be interesting, Stephen. If we get that game played Saturday, that is uh, that is no cakewalk for the Bears because that is one of the few teams that sort of 
is capable of matching up with Baylor from an mm-hmm. athletic standpoint. I don't. I'm not saying they're as good as Baylor. I'm just saying. I mean, Cade Cunningham is from an athleticism and skill level uh, has as much skill or more than anybody on the Baylor roster. Right. They just go about it in a different way. I mean, you know, Tech, they're going to grind it out defensively. They have a few players that can score, but what they hang their hat on is kind of making it an ugly game and and limiting possessions. And then Oklahoma State, as you said, Cade Cunningham, uh, Isaac Likely, also a really athletic player, can handle the ball, has some size. Uh, So that is a team that can run. And, you know, Stillwater – uh, with limited capacity, these road games are a little um, – they're, they're not what they have been in the past, but uh, that's always a place that's tough to play, and, and Oklahoma State always seems to play better when they're at home. You know, I had this thought the other night when I heard Jay Billis say something. We had Billis on with us last year. He seemed to really enjoy his time with us. Um, I, uh, I heard uh, Billis say something about Baylor will lose a game. I mean, he just kind of said it, you know, like it's going to happen. They're going to lose at some point. And I had this thought, and I may bring this up with Fred Fraschilla, uh, Stephen, who's going to join us next, the Big 12 analyst. Like, this would be, if there were ever a superpower in the Big 12, which Baylor kind of seems to be, I know Texas is pretty good too this season, but if you were ever going to run the table, this would be the year. Because for, based on what you just said, you're not going into any hostile environments. Is it easy on the road? No. Do the, the rims feel different? You bet. You know, it always feels a little different. You know, you got to go. You got to sleep somewhere else. Not, you know, you got to get there. Sometimes I think the Bears do get there the day of. Uh, so, you know, that you can do it a number of different ways. Uh, and that helps with class and all that kind of thing. But, Stephen, I think um, I think that I, I don't know why you wouldn't try to win every game. I mean, I get it what they're saying. At some point you're maybe going to lose a game. But I, I, I think if. I think it's kind of a worthy goal. First of all, you don't know if you're going to get all the games played because of COVID. The, the road games aren't what they usually are. Stephen, what about just going out and, and running the table? I mean, if I'm the Bears with this, with this unit and with this kind of depth, I mean, that's what I'm really thinking about. I mean, I'm thinking about being ready, peaking at the right time, all those good things, staying healthy, social distancing, all those things got to come first. But I'm also thinking about running the dadgum table. Yeah, why not? I mean, they appear to be head and shoulders better than everyone in the league right now. Uh, they've almost gotten one round through, you know, playing everybody once, and they haven't been tested too much. That tech game was a little dicey, uh, but that's really the only game they've had where I feel like they've trailed in the second half. So um, this is a team that I think is built to do that. Now, could they go in and just have a terrible shooting night uh, somewhere and, you know, somebody else shoots 50%? Sure, but it's also – I mean, it's hard – like the thing is, even if they're you know have a cold shooting night or don't play super well, um, they play defensively with such intensity and they're so disciplined. They are very versatile on that side of the ball that it's tough to score on this group. I mean, I'm just not sure somebody can score 80 on this team or you know 75 and really push them, uh, even if they have an off night on offense. Okay, um, I uh, yeah, I, I do agree with that. Um, what, what, what all that you just said, I mean, I find that – I find it very interesting, and I think uh, Kansas did it. I'm trying to think, Stephen, which team did that for Kansas, ran the table? I mean, you got to go back a little bit. I'm just trying to think which – was that uh, – I don't think it was that season they won the national title. Um, 
I'm wondering if they did it with Devontae in that group. I'm trying to think. If Chalmers, who hit the big shot when they won the national, we'll look that up because I, I find that interesting. The uh, Kansas is the only school that's ever done that, run the table. So we'll, uh, we'll get that. Right now, we do have Fran Fraschilla, the, uh, the, the best uh, analyst of the Big 12 in the game. And uh, he will uh, be joining the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox next. Lady Bear Basketball, all season long with Bruce Eatson and Maggie Davis-Stanette on ESPN Central Texas. The Lady Bears back in action Wednesday in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. 6 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 6.30 tip-off Wednesday. Join Maggie Davis-Stanette and the voice of the Lady Bears, Bruce Eatson, for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Why not start off the new year in a new Ram truck? The Start Something New sales event is in full swing at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. Right now, take $10,000 off MSRP on a new 2021 Ram 1500 Lone Star with 12-inch touchscreen and 20s. Or $7,000 off MSRP on a new Ram 2500 Crew Cab Bighorn. Cameron Autoplex is your Central Texas truck authority. So make that short drive and let us prove to you why it's always cheaper and easier in Cameron. Today is your chance to make your home more affordable. Let InCommons Bank help you refinance your home and save you thousands of dollars. Now is the time to refinance with historically low rates available. InCommons Bank works with you to make the approval process fast, usually in as little as 24 hours. We make the process quick and easy, often closing in as little as 30 days. Competitive rates, excellent service with local decision making. Visit InCommonsBank.com mortgage or come see me, Regina. InCommons Bank member FDIC, equal housing lender. When you drive drowsy, you may see things that aren't there. A pink armadillo in the road. How pretty. And there's my Aunt Angie riding a sparkly unicorn. However, you may not see things that are there until it's too late. Oh, an oncoming car? So always get plenty of rest before long trips. Take breaks, share the wheel, and avoid driving in the middle of the night. Oh, a friendly nurse. Be safe. Drive smart. Brought to you by TxDOT. If you're in need of professional car repair, how about you take your vehicle to a place that is locally owned and operated for 20 plus years, a place with a drive-up canopy, meaning you don't have to park your car when you need service, a AAA shop, a Blue Seal ASC certified shop, not to mention the cleanest shop in town, and winner of the best auto repair award since 2002, a place where customer satisfaction is the number one priority, Freddie Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco, open Monday through Friday, 730 to 530, Freddie Kish Complete Car Care Center, like they say, where your troubles are our business for the one standing guard for the eagle-eyed for the knights in shining armor and for all those who support them we are granger your experienced safety partner offering supplies and solutions for every industry committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer call clickgrangercom safety or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done Divorce can be complicated, even more so if there are children involved. If you're a father and want to protect your rights, consider Cordell and Cordell. As a partner men can count on, they have helped men with matters like these for 30 years. Visit CordellCordell.com to learn more. Contact Cordell and Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Dallas-Fort Worth area attorneys, a partner men can count on, online at CordellCordell.com. Offices in Dallas, Fort Worth, and St. Louis. Joseph Cordell, Principal Partner. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Jesse Brett Automotive. Philip Rivers is retiring from football, ending his 17-year career. Rivers spent this past season with the Indianapolis Colts after 16 years with the Los Angeles Chargers. Rivers, 39, ranks fifth in NFL history with 63,440 passing yards, behind only Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Brett Favre. The eight-time Pro Bowler is also fifth in the league in history with 421 touchdown passes. Outfielder George Springer and Toronto Blue Jays have come to an agreement. Six years, 100 and $50 million. The Timcats got an overtime win over Ellison last night in 12-6A, 42-40. That puts Temple in a tie for second place in district, sitting at 7-2. Tonight, the number nine Lady Bears are back in action at Oklahoma State. Tip is at 6-30, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show with Steven Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. Very pleased, very pleased to be joined by a longtime friend of mine, Fran Fraschilla, the Dean of Big 12 Analyst, uh, joining us. And uh, Fran, I understand you have been, uh, it's kind of fun, uh, you've been talking to Everyday John, uh, at least that was the plan earlier today. For uh, you, you do a variety of things in addition to all your TV work. You do a lot of XM and and uh, podcast yep. and all that kind of thing. Fran, what was uh, what was the, uh, the? I mean, it had to be a fun conversation, I would think. What did you What did you learn in your your conversation with Everyday John? Well, I thought you were going to ask me about Mark Vital, but I'm glad well, we'll you get passed there. that by. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get there. Cover. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, you know I've got I've got a I've got a world of basketball podcast, Mose, which, uh, given my love of all things international hoops, every week we have a guest on from a different corner of the world, and uh, oftentimes related to college basketball or the NBA. Sometimes it's one of my international friends that's either coaching or playing across the water. Um, but today, uh, my, well, my producer set this up. I was going to give every day, John, the week off because, uh, he, he went from being like in witness protection in October to now, you know, one of the most famous players in the big 12 and rightfully so. So we did have EJ on today and, uh, because he is a native of Cameroon and his story is phenomenal Cameroon to uh, the NBA Academy in Australia, to UNLV to transferring into the Heart of Texas and Central Texas, and he's a delightful young man. Needless to say, he is a wonderful young guy. Great attitude, great disposition. Everything you see on the court is what you see off the court, as uh, many of your listeners know. And I don't know if you remember this, but a couple weeks ago, I tweeted out, and I tweet on occasion. I don't know if you noticed that most, but uh, I tweeted <laughs> out that this kid might leave Waco and Baylor University. Someday is one of its most beloved athletes. Uh, that's how good a kid he is, and that's how much passion he plays with. So the podcast was a success, and we'll get it out tomorrow on Sirius XM, uh, Apple, all the other you know fine podcast uh, venues, and uh, we'll get that out tomorrow sometime during the day. You know, it is a fun podcast, and you have a great mastery of the international uh, player. It's got to be interesting sometimes because I would think on audio, some players are going to have pretty thick accents. I mean, I'm thinking back to even 
even a guy like yeah. Luca. So that's I'm yeah. sure from the audio element, sometimes you're like, okay, how do we how do we get all yeah. of this uh, the right way? But uh, the, the, you know, everyday John and uh, uh, has just become like you say already kind of a folk hero in a way. Yeah. Fran, can you put it in perspective for us how hard yeah. it is to? Uh, you know, people, I hear the, the thing that's repeated over and over, well, he only started playing basketball five years ago. I mean, let's think back right. to uh, some of the greats of all time, like Olajuwon coming out of uh, Lagos. Uh, yeah. I, I can't remember. I, I would think most of these guys, even like Dirk, I know Dirk used to yeah. play tennis and all these, but most of these guys yeah. had at least been playing for a pretty long time. So this guy was incredibly raw. How does like yeah. how does the USA program or the or the world program over in Australia yeah. how do they even how does that even work where they say, okay, let's get this guy involved in a program because this guy had barely had any exposure to hoops. Well this is a good question you ask. You you've done this before. Um it's an uh-huh. excellent question. And doing my research um, and Mbamute, I love saying that, uh, former UCLA star, been in the NBA forever. Luke has been running a camp back in Cameroon um, uh, for many years now, since he started playing in the league. And it's just his way to get back in the summertime to many of the young people in that country. And uh, football is still soccer, excuse me. You know, we're, uh, we call it. We call it soccer because we know what football here is different. But uh, soccer in Cameroon is the big sport. But basketball is quickly uh, becoming more popular uh, because of Luke and Balmute, Joel Embiid, uh, Pascal Siaka. They're all from Cameroon. So uh, EJ, uh, like Pascal Siakam and Joel Embiid, attended Luke's camp as a 15-year-old. And he showed some promise. Uh, and he'd already been watching some video of uh, LeBron James and, you know, was arguing with his older brother back in Douala about my, LeBron and Michael Jordan, kind of like we do in Dallas and Philly and Detroit. And he developed this love, uh, starting to develop this love of the game. So anyway, he went to the camp. They invited him then to the Basketball Without Borders camp that the NBA runs around the world. Um, oftentimes they'll have a basketball without borders camp in Africa. He was invited to one. He told me in Angola, they're the NBA, uh, people who run these camps, uh, invited him to go to the NBA global Academy. This is like a new initiative, three years old, three or four years old in Australia, where they would basically go to high school and play basketball. And from, from that NBA global Academy, um, was then signed by UNLV. The coach at UNLV had been an assistant at New Mexico State where he coached Pascal Siakam. So the coach had a connection. Uh, Every day John played that freshman year, the coach got fired, and he decided to transfer. And now, as Paul Harvey used to say, now you know the rest of the story. I like that. And I like how easily you discuss these uh, these these you know, communities or villages in Cameroon, yeah. like, like everybody yeah. should know it. You're just, well, like... <laughs> let me interrupt. Let, let, let me know. It's a great, it's no, it's a great point. Let me just tell, you know, your listeners, because we have a, even I have to, I who have been in probably 25 countries, maybe have to put things in perspective, even myself. If you look on a map of the continent of Africa, it is, it's, it's massive. It's a massive landmass. We take it for granted. Um, in on that continent until recently, despite the fact that, you know, just genetics, uh, allows for a lot of tall, long, you know, athletic 
people, um, there was no basketball in- infrastructure throughout the continent. Uh, Senegal, for example, had one indoor basketball court until recent years. Um, so we're talking about an initiative. The NBA has really done a good job of trying to, you know, cultivate many of these fine young athletes who love basketball to, you know, have them come over to high school and college, go to college, maybe some of them play in the NBA, but more altruistically to give these young people <clears throat> in these places around Africa that just don't have the opportunities that many kids in the States or, you know, Western Europe have. So it's really wonderful. And obviously Don has been the beneficiary of some good fortune, being in the right place at the right time, having a great disposition, and of course being six foot eight and a great athlete. And we see that on the court right now. Talking to Fran Fraschilla from ESPN, and uh, he was on the Westwood One call the other night with uh, Craig Way for that Baylor-Kansas game. Uh, Fran, how quickly after that game did someone send you audio of Mark Vidal? I, I, I had to <laughs> laugh because knowing you, I, I kind of knew yeah. there was a little professional wrestling uh, aspect to this, yeah. but I uh, – <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was no, funny I, because <laughs> you know uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna divulge too much too soon because I think okay. the story still needs to be told. Like I was thrilled the other night. I, uh, you know, I talked to the coaching staff on occasion, and I gain I get my own kind of feel for teams and players. And it dawned on me Saturday that yes, Mark Vital did make two key free throws in that game. Um, and then, yes, he had a rebound or two, but that it's not the same guy I've watched for three years. And so I thought it was a good point in time to make my feelings known. Uh, I've gotten to be very close to many players in this league for many years. In fact, I'll say it most, and there's probably somebody spying on me in Bristol right now. People in Bristol who I work for have no idea. And this is not a negative. They just don't know. Um, they have no idea of my connection to the big 12. They don't. Either that or they don't care, and that's fine because they pay me well. But my connection to this league involves not only the relationship with coaches, but many times players, you know, guys that I still stay in touch with, guys that are in the NBA right now that I still text on occasion, vice versa. So I decided it was a good time to tweet out that I just didn't think it was the same mark that I remember playing with the energy and passion and that he might need to be in a little bit of better shape. Well, of course, he answered right away, fake news, and – I will say that we had a DM discussion, um, and I just said, well, you know, be careful Monday night because David McCormick might just eat your lunch. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, the rest is history. But there's a story to be told. I want to see Mark do this from now until the end of the season. If he does, to go along with, you know, with uh, uh, EJ and, Matt Meyer, you know, and Flo, and of course these these great complement of guards, and I just think it makes Baylor even more dangerous. So, yes, there's a little professional wrestling aspect of this going on, and there's a cute backstory that I hope to tell someday. But mm-hmm. I have no problem playing the foil here, and uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Mark Battle, and I always have it. By the way, here's something crazy for you to know: he committed to Baylor in September of 2013. <laughs> like eight years ago, basically. Yeah, like as a side, I think it was a sophomore in high school. So, <laughs> My so goodness. you know, he's been on the tip of the tongue of Baylor fans since 2013. 
which is cool. Yeah, and I don't know, you know, I don't know if we knew at first what we were getting, you know, as a Baylor alum. Yeah. You kind of thought so many players, great players from Louisiana, some of them like Tweedy, highly skilled leader type person. And Baylor has a way of capturing a player like Vital, you know, like what Everyday John is sort of becoming that that they yeah. do it with different things with energy and they used to uh, you remember even Bob Knight used to one of his favorite players he didn't particularly care for our head coach but he loved yeah. Quincy Acey and and he, yeah. I remember him used to you know after games or during games he'd be like you could just tell he coveted that type of player. Now, Quincy Acey yeah. somehow turned himself into a guy that could shoot threes. I never thought that would happen and hung around yeah. the NBA for several years. But uh, uh, it is interesting how I, yeah. I don't know that every program cultivates and, and, and gets players like this that aren't exactly scorers but people yeah. who don't mind doing the dirty work. Well, listen, uh, this is an evolution, you know, because we remember when, uh, and I've said this many, many times, I was dumbfounded that Scott took the job to start with. Um, I knew his family, uh, and when he took the job, I was like, wow, you know. Um, he had, you know, he's going to be a good young coach at Valpo, and why would he end his career at Baylor so quickly, you know? Um, but obviously, I was wrong, happy to be. Um, and then they had the evolution of recruiting, you know, top players, McDonald's All-American types. And frankly, you know, no disrespect to Perry Jones and Quincy Miller, that, that, that experiment didn't work. And they have a comfort level right now with the kind of kids that fit into their culture. Uh, it's a culture of work. Um, it's a culture of, uh, of, of uh, egoless kids, uh, quality people. Um, they develop bigs as well as they develop guards. Um, they take transfers who want to fit in. I'll ask you a question, Mose. Name the last prominent key Baylor player to transfer. Under Scott Drew. You mean to transfer out? To transfer out. A key oh. guy. Uh, the last key guy that, that left Baylor, yeah, it just doesn't. It doesn't happen. I mean, I, I literally. It doesn't happen. Yeah. I, I, could, I could tell you maybe Al Freeman, although I don't think he would have played yes. much next year. Did he go to North Carolina State? Yeah. He, he did. He was a scorer, yeah. but maybe yeah. he didn't even totally fit the culture, although I liked no. him. I mean, he, he was a willing, he liked the ball in his hands, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah uh, he did. He, he did. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, in, a, in, an, in, an, in an era of college basketball of instant you know, gratification, you got a kid like Dane Dania, top 60 player in America last year out of Minnesota who's redshirting this year because he knows this is the best for his development. So, you know, going beyond EJ and Mark Vidal and, you know, just talking about this culture, it's all about, you know, you know, developing players. And the, the coaching staff's been together a while. They have great com- camaraderie with the kids. Scott's the most optimistic coach I've ever met in my life. It's not even, there's not even a close second. And so, you know, it's fun to watch. I mean, they are really good. They are really, really good basketball team. And to, 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 to tell you how good they are, it's hard to imagine that anybody could ever think that they would be favored over Kansas by eight, eight and a half the other night. Yeah, and you saw that guy launch the ball at the buzzer. That's why you shouldn't <laughs> bet on basketball. I don't gamble. No, I, I work too hard for my money, and I don't. I'm not going to throw it away at the roulette table or on 19-year-old kids. 
<laughs> Not well, listen, that. we we appreciate it. I love that you you lit that fire under Vital. You know, I told you that immediately. I'm like, man, yeah. this is. I think it's great news. By the way, the one guy that transferred out that I bugged Scott about the most in the history, yeah. and Scott's heard from me uh, probably too much over the years. But uh, obviously, we've got a great friendship. But uh, you remember that kid, Deuce Bellow? I bugged Scott <laughs> about playing him more than anybody in the world, and Deuce didn't really fit for whatever no. reason. He was unbelievably no. athletic, and he was long, and he could jump over everybody. And, I mean, I, I you could bring that up with Scott. Like, how many times no, did Mosley bug you about let me tell playing you, Bella? I, yeah, but I was, with Bruce, I was with Deuce at a high school camp, I don't know, Nike camp, when he was coming out. And that was back in the era where Baylor was still trying to gain talent, like just – have some talent or athleticism or talent on the roster. And when you look back on it, he really had no talent. He didn't. I had no offense. I hope he's yeah. doing really well. I think he transferred to Missouri where yeah. he had the same issues there. Uh, and I hope he's got a great job, great family, and he's doing well. But he had yeah. zero basketball talent. Zero. None. Nada. <laughs> I make myself clear. <laughs> oh, thanks. I, so. I don't mean that in a bad way. I think so. No, no, I get it. I love, I <laughs> yeah. love how you present things. Hey, uh, Fran, always fun, and uh, cannot wait yes. to listen to this podcast. When can we download that? Uh, is, we can, will that we be can, up like we can tomorrow? Download it tomorrow on Apple. Sirius XM has a great app where you can go back. I've done thirty-three or thirty-four podcasts now uh, since the spring. And I would say uh, humbly that they're all pretty good. And, yeah. you know, we got a lot of cool people on there, NBA guys, college kids. Uh, we just had Sandro Mamukelishvili from Seton Hall. Mm. who's having a great year. I just like kind of telling the story about these young players and coaches from around the world that have a connection to uh, to us here in the U.S. So uh, EJ's, EJ's podcast will, will come out tomorrow. By the way, one little thing, uh, absolutely – his English is getting better and better, um, but you have to listen closely because he's got some great stuff on there. But to your point, you know, it's not like this is like his fourth language. You know what I mean? Like French and his native Cameroonian and now English. So he yeah. did an amazing job. He's a great kid, and we're going to turn that volume up as much as we can so that you can, uh, you know, understand him clearly. But he's a bright kid, a great kid, and he's going to be a cult figure, as you mentioned, for many years to come in Waco. All right, Fran, we really appreciate it. There he is, Fran Fraschilla, the great Big 12 analyst for ESPN. It is the Matt Mosley Show, and it's time for the John Morris Show. That is next. Good night, everybody. Sorry to Deuce Bellow.